All right, so here is Rogue 2 of For Christ's Sake Anakin, the kind of shorter, hopefully shorter, standalone-ish uh, episodes here that I'm going to do. I want to keep this short because it's late, and I have two uh, two topics to, to get through here tonight. Hopefully, I'm going to keep this to around 10 minutes as best I can. Uh, first of all, the... We want to do do a bit of a, a continuation of Star Trek versus Star Wars conversation that I I started uh, a few days ago, and then we have a trailer. We have a trailer. I want to re- redo that the 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 alarm from the the Death Star alarm. I guess it's the uh, the Tenta V four. We have a trailer for Episode eight that I just want to get my thoughts out to. So first of all, uh, Star Trek and Star Wars. Um, this conversation. Uh, it started for me this this way of thinking about it started for me in the most recent phase in april of 2015 i guess it may have been uh september of 2014 when i did the the what i call the saturday sprint at fan expo where i i just go on the saturday and try and get as much in as i can either that or i'm trying i just can't quite recall i might have gone the first time i went to the smaller comic con in march um Later that year, and I reflected that uh, Star Trek, even if with the films that are already the recent films that had come out, Star Trek just didn't have that kind of presence. I was still a Trekker, still really, really invested in what had happened before and was coming. Um, Terry Farrell was was at uh, Comic Con in in 2015, um, and. It, yeah, it, and it was great, but remarking on has Star Trek lost the cultural relevance, and was it faltering to some degree, and why was Star Wars gaining this? So, April of 2015, I start this blog uh, called Exastri Sapientia, then you know, the from the stars' wisdom take on the uh, Starfleet Academy motto, and. But my first uh, first blog post was Gene Roddenberry was wrong, and then my second blog post was well, scientific hum- defending scientific humanism. Um, the rough and dirty argument, and I, I that uh, the la- not so nuanced argument uh, was basically had Star Trek started to lose cultural relevance because it posited this atheist universe. And was Star Trek starting to gain cultural relevance because... Oh, sorry. Was Star Wars starting to gain cultural relevance because it posits this far more mystical, transcendent force, literally the force, that actually, you know, you can't control and can't define. The Sith try, they fail. The Jedi, at their best, are submitting to that. Um, And then... A few days later, in 2015, wanted to nuance that and say, uh, "Well, actually, as Christians, we can, we should very much affirm scientific discovery and scientific endeavor. God created this natural world. Um, Thomas Aquinas and others paved the way of saying, well, it isn't enchanted in the same way that." Uh, that other other religions might think it might it is um it's created 
for us to, to sustainable ecosystems and, and whatnot. And so scientific discovery for the improvement of our relationship to the earth for our own well-being and the common good very much things christians can get behind um what i was trying to get i didn't intend to get so political uh i didn't think i'd be getting so political a few days ago but and this this isn't the retraction this is more an expansion and i think looking at the time now i'm gonna guess i'm gonna go about 20 minutes for this for this episode i'm gonna aim for that the the thing where really Star Trek and Star Wars really hits home um, is in the source of human goodness, um, and what first and what it says what what that says about human nature, and where so two con- contrasting things are going on here, in, in even my own mind, and, and just. To clarify this and this is partly why it's good to get this out because this helps me even think and how I'm clarifying it on the one hand Gene Roddenberry's view of human nature was problematic in that it was so optimistic that we're inherently good we just gotta we inherently want to care for each other and seek the welfare of the other and and whatnot and it's really it's these ancient superstitious religion things that get in the way. Um, you know, the the uh, John Lennon song and all that. <laughs> what if there is no heaven? Um, and, and and I need to step back and say, yeah, there may be some sympathy, to have some sympathy for that, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Because a lot of things have been done in the name of this conflated thing of and this inevitable conflation of worldview and politics and view of the other and as a christian in the 21st century we need to name uh violence you know i mean one of, one of the big moves now is violence done in the name of god does happen it's a misreading of who God is and what he intends. <laughs> um, but even that is difficult. And my, my, my whole point, the, the Rogue One episode I did, not the episode on the film Rogue One, but even that needs to be approached humbly. And uh, maybe that's another, another issue is that Roddenberry just doesn't approach that humbly. Um, and... And says, yeah, human nature is just going to be good inherently. And we got to look to ourselves and look to the stars, look to science and reason to find this common reason. And I can tell you right now, it would be amazing if we could find a common reason. It would be wonderful. Um, here's the thing, just today I was looking at, at Instagram and um, Joe Climo, yeah, Again, his Instagram account of how, how George Lucas talked not just about intellectual intelligence, but mo- emotional intelligence. And how you look at the story of Anakin and how he's, uh, he, he may be capable of doing so much, not just as an engineer, but 
as a pilot, as a general, his emotional intelligence is still stuck in the slave in Watto's Watto's shop on Tatooine. Right, he's still bound as a slave um, and constantly pushing for his freedom. What that says about human nature is it's far more mixed. Uh, you know, we and we. <laughs> Yeah, we we want to uh, we want to care for others and defend hearth and home, or we constantly feel we're victims, slighted all the time, and so we we have to look out for number one or all these different competing emotional, psychological, even spiritual ideas that doing to keep us from finding a common reason, but question the very existence of a common reason. Would it be desirable? Do we need to look outside of ourselves to define that courage and that humility um, to take care, to care for others, to be truly be the guardians of peace and justice? And the Jedi at their best, I think I've said this before, the Jedi at their best are about docile submission to the will of the Force. And by docile, I don't mean calmly, quiet, doing nothing. I mean the courage to act rightly and justly for others. And we see Qui-Gon doing that. We see Obi-Wan doing that. Now backing it up to Star Trek, here's the thing. That kind of courage and calm... It's there. I mean, we just saw it. I mean, I'm recording this now after seeing the latest episode of, of Discovery. And here's and, and this is maybe the second thing uh, that, that comes along is, you know, the Christians actually believe that God has given us this ability, this empathy, and that to ter- deny it, we are prone to denying it, but it is a denial of ourselves. That is what sin is. It's a denial of who we truly are. Um, and interestingly enough, that moment, the moment in the latest Discovery episode where Michael uh, acts with compassion and genuine curiosity to a creature that's very different and very misunderstood. In a way, very incredibly startlingly similar to the way Qui-Gon Jinn acts when Jar Jar runs into Jar Jar Binks. And you've heard Brian Smith's whole take on Jar Jar, he's the key to everything. That what he means there, what Brian means there is that that instinct to look at someone who's different and see um, not 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 just kind of this uh, charity to want to give charity, but see oh this person has a part to play has. A contribution to make. We're seeing it. I've just started reading uh, from a certain point of view. All these side characters. What's what's amazing, and I won't spoil anything here, but basically, you go through and you see these very small acts of heroism and courage that make the rebellion into what it is. It, it, you know, saving the galaxy. One, one. Circuit at a time, you know, <laughs> droid circuit at a time. Um, we see that with Michael, and what's interesting, it was 
even though it's at the most common with Star Wars, that moment, it was also the most recognizable as Star Trek. It was this thing of looking to ourselves, because that's the thing about Discovery, is it wasn't feeling like Star Trek very much, really, until that moment. And um, so, two things going on. You know, the, on the one hand, you know, optimistic human nature or being more realistic about human nature and being concerned about the source of human goodness. But also, both shows can, and their, their strengths of both, both franchises, both series, are about how we treat each other, how we treat who people who are different, um, I mean, that's, that's one of the many strengths. And being kind of vague here in this kind of brief Rogue One episode, Rogue Two, rather, episode here. Um, so, yeah, it, the transcendent force, I mean, again. Uh, yeah, and so my point there is, as Christians, we can see both, I think, more explicitly. And this is maybe why Star Wars is more compelling to me. Star Wars is more explicit about uh, the transcendent force being our source of goodness um but if you if you're watching star trek with a christian eye then there is something to be said for natural law and even prevenient grace and and created intent um so hopefully i don't i don't know i didn't i don't think that necessarily clarifies anything but I, i i want to say something more than just the political questions on this are also political questions, but I want to see more. Okay. Yes, hopefully that wasn't too loud. Trailer. We had a trailer. And I wanted to give uh, give a few, give a day or two, give a day before I really share my reactions just to let it germinate and stew. Um, I haven't really seen any uh, anyone else's reaction except for asking, you know, what my mom thought. And people sent me new things on Facebook and seeing uh seeing things in facebook groups but having gone out and seeing you know the the, the sources i go to uh podcasts and whatnot so i want to get my own thoughts out um my initial feeling was i i i can't really say i felt strongly about it which was odd i don't and not to say it was a negative thing or i just wasn't uh, i mean i guess i'm already as pumped as I can be for this is the the episode eight Lost Jedi trailer. As pumped I can be for this this film. Um, actually, my, my feeling was oddly more settled, um, and here's why: is for two reasons. I mean, yeah, the the twist and turns, and I won't give a breakdown. You guys, you guys got to see it. If you don't want to see it, either ignore this half of the this part of the the. the the episode, or uh, I don't know, <laughs> do you want? Um, yeah, the different twists and turns. Um, you know, we they were surprising, but we were also prepared to be surprised. Um, so yeah, that's the two thing, two reasons why it was settled and, and uh, content, I should say, with it. We were prepared to be surprised with. Mark Hamill's comments saying we well, really disagreed with what what the direction that Ryan Johnson had gone in. Uh, things are going to happen that we didn't expect. 
Luke literally says in the trailer, I'll just say this, this isn't going to turn out the way you expect. Um, and so we're kind of prepared for that a little bit. Um, well, not kind of, we were prepared for that. Uh, we again, no, I, I, I put that out there saying none of this actually might, I mean, trailers, if anything, if the Lucasfilm trailer, even though there won't be any kind of the massive reshoots or changing course, course corrections that other films have had, um, there's no guarantee that anything the trailer is telling us will actually end up in the film. I think all the shots and the dialogue will be, but the way it's cut could be a lot of misdirection. Um, I don't know. Uh, if it is great, if it isn't great, because here's, here's the second point is we were, you know, with all this talk about, oh, it's not going to be what you expect. I was actually kind of worried that they were going to go ahead and change the lore and change the backstory. Funny enough, I, w- I was worried about that after I, I got into the theater after episode eight, and I have a similar reaction to the way a lot of a lot of people who did not like episode one who didn't, who just full on hated the prequels would have. And look, I mean, the biggest criticism people levy against the prequels is. Sure, give us give us you know a different version of the story. At least I, I think a more sophisticated argument here. Give us more su- different version of the story than we had spent the last twenty years building up in our heads, but at least sell it to us and 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 guide us through believing it through the story. And I think people who may criticize even my own prequelism and, and critics of prequelism say, oh well. Yeah, you needed how many years now? And uh, I guess you needed 12 years or 18 years and fan speculation, fan theories and discussions and the Clone Wars series to really delve in and actually understand what was going on when uh, the core of it should have been there from the start. And I frankly don't know whether or not that's true, um, could be, <laughs> I'm not worried about it, uh, but what I was wondering, though, is, am I going to have that reaction uh, in that, uh, is, is Ryan Johnson going to change the lore on me, change what I hope happens, things about the Chosen One, and, and what, what Anakin's death and resurrection means, and all that stuff that, I spent the last few months telling you about, um, and and not have it make sense, and just completely be blindsided by it. The whole time for the Jedi to end, meaning uh, all the stuff you thought about balance, and the Jedi were never didn't have any good in them or anything, and <laughs> there's good in them. I know it. Um, and and seeing this trailer, two things happen there is first of all and, and the one thing I did see is Joseph Scrimshaw on Collider Agenda Council talking about this last week and saying the twists aren't going to be on the level of lore and canon they're going to be character tr- twists things that we don't expect the characters to do and I, I think that turned out to be correct more importantly 
even the trailer, even this little minute and a half, those twists and changes make sense, right? Um, and surprises make sense. I mean, I will. Uh, okay, I, if you don't want to, if you don't want to know anything, thanks for listening. I'm gonna spoil one thing in the trailer, the last scene. <laughs> so, if you if you don't want to know anything, thanks for listening. Uh, have a have a good one. Enjoy the last Jedi. Um, at the end, where you have Ray talking to Kylo Ren, Kylo Ben Solo, who knows what side he's on there. Um, you know, Ray may have been abandoned by Luke here. Um, Kylo Ren, we don't know. He might have been being given up on on Snoke. We don't know. What we do know is the two of them are having a moment where they're meeting and they're showing compassion to to vulnerability and genuine care to each other. Like we see it in Kylo Ren's face. You see it. Okay, I'm going to back up a little and spoil something else. I mean, you see it where he's about to pull the trigger. uh, He's in his ship. He's about to pull the trigger and about to kill his mother and know that she's on board there and I really don't think he does it. I think I don't think he can do it. And that's his moment. Not a full redemption to the light. And Ray, I don't think Ray is going to fully fall to the dark. We just never predicted or conceived of the possibility that they might just meet the middle here. And again, I mean, for me, my view of the light side, they're not being gray Jedi. But in terms of the institutions, in terms of, you know, kind of going their own path and, and discerning what the will of the Force is um, without uh, without the, the cumbersome weight of the past on them. Um, and, you know, uh, the expectation that she become a Jedi and the expectation that he just full-on... Uh, you know, go dark side and whatnot. That's really that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Even that feels it feels natural, even though it's something we couldn't predict or expect. Um, now we'll be looking for it because we saw it in the trailer. Or at least that's what I saw in the trailer. Um, but again, satisfying content. I didn't. I mean, some people, I'm sure. Or crying. Some people, I haven't seen any of these reactions. I was very wrapped in my attention, of course, but um, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely actually, yeah, it's really up there. I don't know. I can't rank trailers right now because it just came out yesterday. Um, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't yank me and say, "You bet, you you be excited about this." It says, it. it calmed me and said took me by the hand and said this is where we're going um you know strap yourself in sure <laughs> but you know this this is the view this is what the roller coaster looks like it's a roller coaster <laughs> there are twists and turns and it's a roller coaster but uh you know keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times so um yeah, it, I I don't like spoilers, but 
it does help to have this this much going in. Now, there was a whole debate. I, again, of course, I watched the trailer. There's a whole debate about whether or not you should. Um, I did. I'll probably watch it again. I'll, I will listen to spoiler breakdowns, trailer breakdowns and all that. Not spoilers. Trailer breakdowns. Um, but, yeah, those are my, that's my thoughts. Um, and that is Rogue 2. It's a bit long, but, you know, clearly I have things to say. If you have things to say, please do say them. Please let me know on Twitter at NEOG485. On Instagram at MNEUG1138. Uh, thanks again for listening, and may the Force be with you.